Hey, it's three o'clock. This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself. I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome in, everybody. Happy afternoon to you. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Alex Keery, Jeremiah Jensen. We are committed to talking about sports for the next few hours. That's our commitment to you. Sometimes we break to talk about all of the bands that JJ hates that, J- that uh, Jeremy, our producer, plays. That's the only time we deviate. Yeah, right. If Boat we don't talk about Oh, climb, yeah. Boy. We're going to be there tomorrow, man. If we don't talk about sports in the next three hours... You get your money back. Yes. <laughs> There's that. In fact, if we don't talk mostly about sports over the next three hours, you can have your money back. All right. We have so many things to get to, and uh, not the least of which is some of the hate that J.J.'s been getting for some of his picks between the uh, BYU and Utah new schedules. That's okay. Now, we were doing a way, 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 way too early pick of these wins and losses. These will be subject to change any time before the season starts. Am I wrong? Could we, could we make a change to this whenever we want? Here's what we do: we just mark updates as the date occurs. Sure. So if you go four and eight BYU, eight and four, we make changes. Okay, but here's the other thing: we will have a different sense, probably of both of these teams after spring. They will be overly, ridiculously early as well. So when, spring is not a good indicator of football. No. <laughs> like, so we, come on. When Jalen Milrow transfers to BYU after spring football. You nailed it. We will We will definitely change you our – You nailed it. Way too early. Does Bo Nix still have a seventh year of uh, eligibility? Has to. Yeah. When he comes back, we'll adjust our, our adjust our sights. The most of the thing that we're getting killed over is – Now, by the way, we recounted because if, if we are – We are – We messed up, everybody. We are, I say we. All three of us. Yes, we did. We messed up. I was told there would be no math. Isn't that what uh, the, old, uh, the old presidential – Election yes. discussion, Chevy Chase. There's a reason JJ and I both graduated in communications. All right? You don't see math in there. I don't know about you. I had to take one math class to graduate college. One math class. All right? And it was statistics, and I barely got through it. So yesterday, when we went through, we made our picks for BYU. I want to extend an apology to our BYU fans out there. We both had BYU going 6-6, six and six, not 5-7. and seven. All right? So, five and seven. We didn't. We didn't readjust to uh, to oblige all the all the hate that's out there. Either no. by the way, we went back and counted. You can go back and listen to yesterday. We were kind of doing it on the fly, and so we were just going through, and it was gut reaction. That's where the gut. The, it was gut reaction stuff. So we went through. We kind of hastily counted, but both of us have BYU at six and six, albeit different ways of getting there. I was really offended by you having BYU win three, six game losing streak, and then it, it win three at the end. That seems to me like a bit of a stretch. I could have been more offensive by saying they lose at <laughs> SMU and at Wyoming. And now I'm getting a Which, ton of hate. If you're not, if you're a BYU fan and you're not nervous about those two games, did you put Wyoming as a W on yours? I did, yeah. but I had to think about it. Yeah, I know. I put it as an L, and that's the number one thing I'm getting killed over. It's like, okay, Wyoming Texas lost. Texas Tech lost there last year I'm with just, their starting quarterback. I'm just telling you, there's gonna be that there are gonna be teams that are gonna want a game it's before a it's weird even played. Place to play. It's football. wild. So I'm just it's just a gut it's just a gut feeling. I'm not saying I want it to happen. That's the mistake people make. 
We want BYU to go freaking undefeated. You know why? Good for business. Sorry to break it to you. Have we not done a good job explaining how this works? Like, we don't cheer for anybody. This is – we try to do the best we can to evaluate things. We don't want – we're not. I don't get a checks from BYU or Utah. They're not paying for my kids' education. I don't care whether, you know, all that stuff. What I do care about is I want all of you to enjoy watching your team win as many games as possible because that means – you want to hear more about it. Yes. You want to watch more highlights. You want to talk about it. You want to hear more talk about it on the radio. Better for business if all the teams are winning. And selfishly, we want all the local teams to win. Even Utah State fans, have you not noticed that when your team is in the top 25? We're going to talk about you. In college hoops, that we're, we, we were showing more highlights. We're doing more content. Now I get it. Your Scotty, football team wins a Mountain West championship. Oh, yeah. We're there covering yes. it. Look, Scotty G is going to do... What Scotty G does, which is he's the play-by-play voice of football and basketball, all right? And an alum. You, It is hard to say. I mean, he actually does a phenomenal job of going, I'm going to recuse yes, myself from this, you know. But but guess what? You're going to get the best breakdown from him of those things because there might not be anybody besides the coaching staff who study those things more than him, right? So, in the end, when I, I'm not apologizing, by the way, for our picks. I'm not going to go through. We screwed up and didn't count it right, and we both have them six and six. And I went through today upset about something that a guy went after me. Well, they got a solid running back room. They got a, you got BYU losing six games. They've got a solid running back room, a really good offensive line because they got that new coach. And then, uh, oh, they need a quarterback. And I was like, that's it. If you just said the quarterback part, if you just told me that, hey, there's not really a quarterback who's a quarterback. Because the thing that people have told me is, yeah, somebody is going to really, I think someone's going to shine in spring and fall. I went, Yes, technically you're right. There will be a guy that they deem better than the others because they have to start somebody game one, play one of the offensive season for BYU. Yes, someone will technically be the starter. But did you learn your lesson last year? A guy who was a quote-unquote solid pick. Oh, they picked him up. This is awesome. How much did we fall in love with a one-year transfer? And by the way, he didn't even make it through the year. Injuries and otherwise, I say the otherwise part because I do think that he was absolutely just not the choice for them at quarterback. And how about I play some devil's advocate here and say that he had to do too much because the run game wasn't existent for most of the season. So how can you say that the offensive line is all solid at this point? How can you say the running back room is all solid? It's solid. It's they lost. They lost their best running back to the NFL. So then we have that discussion before the show, and then I go, you know what? I could probably find an easy loss in there again because now I've convinced myself that. And yes, did I graduate from BYU? Yes. Do I have some sort of magical hate that I've developed for them over the years? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I will say that this is just the the gig that we get. We got to get criticized. Now, here's last year. I could look at, you know, so let's flip it to the Utah side now, Alex. I I went 11 and 1, you did 10 and 2, and there was a lot of people upset about that. Yeah, you homers. <laughs> oh yeah, we got we got accused of being you homers. I, I but so the so like I can start going through all these national outlets. Why are there why is there so many Ute homers running the athletic and Sports Illustrated and Yahoo Sports and on three all and blah, blah 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 They're blah all blah. Homers. Utah's in everyone's top fifteen. Yeah. And even in some instances top ten, because of the respect that Cam Rising has and Brant Keithy has and Kyle Whittingham has, and the guys they have coming back. 
This is not. I mean, we're not making stuff up. Like, I get they're it. Really good. The, the reality is, but is, like people, last year, I can't predict that. No. somebody's not going to play or. 20 people on the roster on the <laughs> on the uh, if they're are first on the depth chart week one aren't going to play the rest of the year. Right. I can't predict that. So Utah went eight and five last year because they got decimated by injuries and Cam Rising and Brant Keithy never played. We're just having fun here predicting games, and it's really hard to say definitively, but it's fun, and I hope people <laughs> had fun with it. I hope you did the same thing when you were sitting there yesterday when the schedule came out. Which games are we going to win? Which games are tough? Right. Because if you're a BYU fan, if you're objective, you're looking at your schedule like, oh my gosh, you, know, you already you already killed it. If you're a BYU fan and you're being objective, not a, not possible. Well, if you're a Utah, Utah fan and you and you say you're being objective, not possible. But that's being a fan, right? Right. So that's what I'm saying is that if you're and really love- going to go through and actually make these picks, you're lying to yourself if you tell yourself that you can be absolutely down the middle about how this is going to get picked. And I would love to say that technically we are too. There are biases that sneak in. Now, ours are less about, like, a love for the school or not. Ours more tend to be like, I'm buying into what the coach said. I'm buying into history. I'm buying into Cam Rising for what he did a couple of years ago. That's the only reason I'm putting Utah at the success that they're going to have next year is they have a championship-winning quarterback behind the at the helm, and he's presumably healthy. And if he is, then there you go. That's all I need to know because you have a championship quarterback on one side you have no quarterback on the other side. And you got Utah State who's like, we got all the quarterbacks, which is also a problem. <laughs> right? So there are there are things that that sway our our decision making. Now, that being said, we got a lot to get through today. You're not announcing your transfer. <laughs> I uh, uh that being or said, uh after you, my you entering the NFL draft. After too? my after talks with uh <laughs> with of course God and of course my wife and my kids. We are uh, taking our talents to Disneyland at some point during the summer, all right? So I'll be on vacation at that time. All right. Anyway, bottom line is this. We got to get to a show. That was the longest, weirdest disclaimer on the planet. We got to get to the the, uh, the cut here. Our program is brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients and no preservatives. The G2G Bar is perfect for anybody who needs a quick-tasting, nutritious boost. This is kind of the time of the day that you need it, too. Right around that 3 o'clock time frame, start falling asleep at your desk. Get yourself that G2G bar, Costco, Holiday Oil, Maverick, et cetera, all in the refrigerated section. All right, let's hit the cut and let's jump in here. We got a discussion about the best college football coaches in the land, and let's jump in right here. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Our program also brought to you by Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth.com. Trajan Wealth, your trusted local financial fiduciaries. And uh, here's what we got to do. There is a list, and anytime there are lists, and this is, again, one of our favorite times of the year to roll out lists. It's still January, which means that we have tons to still break down. The, this list uh, shocked us. At the same time, we shouldn't be shocked because we get shocked by this all the time. But it is a top 10, an early top 10 of the – of all the college football coaches, the top 10 best coaches in college football now that Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban are gone from the game. And that's kind of a fun thing to think about, that now Nick Saban is not just going to live at the top of the list because they had a placeholder for the guy at the top of the list forever, which he deserved, right? Yes. Uh, and, and if you're going to do an all-time – He's the greatest of all time. If you're going to do an all-time list, you'd be kind of a dunce if you did not put him at the very top. But top 10 coaches heading into 2024 – in college football right now, that they are coaching right now. 
All right. Now, I will say, I don't have a problem with number one. Number one is Kirby Smart. Um, he's kind of the guy that's taking over for that name of Nick Saban in the in the SEC. And Georgia, while the late, uh, could you believe that it was a one game loss, right, in the SEC championship game, and it was enough to tumble them five spots and totally out of the college football playoff. But over the past two seasons, or the past three seasons, uh, Kirby Smart, you could argue, is even better than Nick Saban, obviously because they won two national championships in a row. Number two is Brian Kelly. Now, I know this might ruffle some feathers because it doesn't feel like he's actually done anything because he went from Notre Dame where he didn't actually do much. He did win at a pretty good rate, which Notre Dame has hired coaches and they haven't been good. Notre Dame hasn't won a national title and, frankly, hasn't even been close to winning a national title. And don't tell me, oh, they went to the playoff uh, those two times because both times they got their butts friggin' handed to them. Like, not even close. Like, did not deserve to be there is what we is what we kind of figured out. So, do you have a problem with Brian Kelly now at LSU being number two? I absolutely do. Yes, but I'm sitting here looking at this list, and I'm thinking, who would I put ahead of him? Right, right because the rest of the list is kind of garbage. Well, no, we'll get Spoiler to that. Alert. It's not garbage. It's not garbage. Spoiler alert, most of it but is. But there's definitely some on here that I have a problem with. And there's there's a name that's being omitted <laughs> that I'm not, I'm not happy oh, with. Oh, so you got guys you want to keep on the list. So, let's get through the list then. Number three is Kalen DeBoer. Now, that I seems can, it seems early to put him oof. at number three, right? Number three coach in college football. Now, but he is at Alabama Al- for a reason. Well, and I was going to say Alabama hires guys who they think are the best right now. Right, that's who they hired. And by the way, between all of his coaching gigs that he's had in the last four years, he is one hundred and four and twelve. Not a bad record. Okay. Wow. And of course, took Washington to a place they'd never been, which is the uh, which is the national championship game. All right, he's elite. I don't I, I don't doubt it. I don't know about three. That's a now four. I start to get a little bit head scratchy. But again, lots of records that uh, show different. Ryan Day. Do you have a problem with Ryan Day from Ohio State at number four? Uh, hmm, I think he's probably in the bottom five of the top ten. To be honest, okay. I think there's been enough. Um, question in the last two or three years i mean obviously he replaced urban meyer inherited a lot of that and you're you, how can you not recruit to Ohio sure State? i think there's a lot of expectations that this program should have been better the last year right they, he had cj stroud at quarterback last year i mean they should have been better they should have been in the national championship game and when they got to the playoff they've been disappointing so i can't put ryan day that high i would have steve, Sar- steve sarkeesian well, we'll get to a name that I think should be in the top five that isn't. How about that? They would push some of these guys down. Okay. I'd push and some I, of them I think, down. I think people will be surprised when I say this, but then they won't be surprised. <laughs> and it'll it'll make sense when I get there. But I, I want to spoil it because you're going through okay. these guys. Steve's- I would put Steve ahead of Ryan Day, but not at to give Coach Garcesian. Oh, yeah. Oh, I sorry. I mispronounced that. It's, it's uh, At Garcese- number five is Garcesian. 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 At number five. Garcis Garcesian of Texas. Garcis Garcesian is number five on the list. I think that's fine. Again, took a team who doesn't get there to a promised land that the Longhorn fans haven't seen ever, which is a trip to the college football playoff. They didn't go. To the, they haven't gone to the college football playoff before, right? Right. Uh, McCoy took them to whatever. Took them to BCS. It was pre college football. Pre college yes. football. So uh, Garcis Garcesian from Texas. 
the Sark, he gets himself at number five. Dabo Sweeney, number six. Now, I could make an argument why he should be maybe in the top four because he's won two national championships, has done it at Clemson where, by the way, they have not had a very good program. I think they won a natty, what, in 81, something like that? But that's yeah, always been – The joke was always, this is their year. Right, their sure, year right. For 30, 40 years. And so – Clemson is a program that Dabo Sweeney has turned around. Now, in the last couple of years, we are recent. There's some recency bias on this list. Absolutely, are you noticing? Number six is Dabo Sweeney, and he could very well be argued to be in the top three because he's the most winning coach on this list at the current team that he's at. All right, so twelve twelve straight seasons with double digit wins. Twelve straight. I know it's the ACC, but that's doing work, right? And the problem is, is that right now they haven't made the college football playoff in five years. So there's where everybody goes, yeah, you've lost your touch. You're not a good coach anymore. Exactly. And his inability to connect with this modern era of college football, you know, saying negative things about NIL, we're going to win We're going to win our way still, like just having his head in the sand okay. about where college football is right now. Ute fans, are you wondering maybe where Kyle Whittingham's they name should, yes. is on this list? Because I was like, when we started to go through the list, none of us looked at it before in the pre-show. We're like, hey, we were going through, and we were like, we're not going to look at it. Uh, or, or no, when we first opened the articles, like, let's not look at it. Just rolled through here. So we start going through every one, one by one, and we get to six and seven, and there stills no Kyle Whittingham. Mike Norvell's number seven on the list. Man. He went 13-1 and one with the Seminoles this year. Great. Give Didn't make credit. the college football playoff. Yep. Uh, he rebuilt some of the culture there. Yep. But he should not be number seven on the list of the best coaches in college football right now. Right now. I mean, he should not be number seven. Absolutely not. I Yeah, once you get through the list, I'll tell you guys okay. who should be ahead of Mike Norvell. At number eight, Kyle Whittingham from Utah. Okay? That seems way low number for me. Number eight is that seems way, way, low. way, way too low. And I think now here's the deal, though. All the guys that are in front of him, uh, excluding Mike Norvell, who could make the argument like, well, duh, we should have been in the college football playoff. All the people in front of him have been to the college football playoff. All e of them. Every coach in front of him does less with more, except Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I felt like that was – Kalen DeBoer had a great year. But if Kyle Whittingham was at Ohio State, if Kyle Whittingham was at LSU, if Kyle Whittingham was at Texas, if you Kyle think? Whittingham was at Clemson, if Kyle Whittingham was at Florida State, He'd be number two. And if he was at Georgia, he'd be number one. Here's the thing, though. If Kyle Whittingham is at Ohio State and loses two uh, Rose Bowls in a row and you're not in the college football playoff, maybe they do fire him. Like, that's how this game works with these guys, right? I get it. Yeah. Now, if he's at Ohio State, maybe you make the argument that he doesn't lose, uh, you know, in the Rose Bowl. But I will say that that, to me, the body of work, I know that the person put him in this list who made this list, and they think they're doing some great service for putting, oh, let's put the guy who has the has his lunch pail out and he puts his hard hat on, he goes in and coaches. Man, let's put him on the list. You should put him on the list. He needs to be higher than Mike Norvell for sure. He needs to be ahead probably of Steve Sarkeesian, right? I don't yes. think I don't know if he's – I don't yes. think he's ahead of Dabo. He's accomplished Swinney. more than Steve. I don't think he's ahead of Dabo because I think Dabo's low on the list too. I think Dabo needs to be top five. I think Based Kyle Whittingham. Yes. I think Kyle Whittingham should be probably a top five guy on this list. I would, if put not Kyle, number five, then maybe number four. I would put Kyle Whittingham at number two. Wow, 
Did you have Kirk Ferentz on your list at number one because he's just an <laughs> old guy who still coaches? I only pick based on longevity. No. Because uh, he wins he wins double-digit wins Brian Kelly without doing anything. Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame. Yeah. And he hit a ceiling at Notre Dame. Yeah. He's he's obviously figured it out year two at LSU. Jaden Daniels. What what has Brian Kelly done so far at LSU, though, that would, that would put you – give you confidence that he's going to be able to win a national title with LSU other than the fact that they get whoever they want. And that, I mean, we all know who won a national championship at LSU as a head coach, Nick Saban. And, uh, Oh, what's his name? Menomina. Yeah, but Orgeron. Can't wait to get a ham sandwich with my wife. I gave him kind of a Patrick Mahomes. Ed, Ed Orgeron won a national title at LSU. And I'm, not really, I'm not really sure Ed Orgeron could tie his old shoes. <laughs> he's like over there. He's, he he's had, over he there. He had a roster full of NFL guys. Yeah, come on in my office, kid. And he's like, Coach, will you put a shirt on first? And maybe some pants. <laughs> he's Look. like, you know, I just got out of the hot tub. <laughs> Orgeron won it. Les Miles won one, didn't he? And Nick Saban. You better win, you better Ed, win at Ed LSU, Orgeron dog. Orgeron won a national championship at LSU. Yes. And Brian, Brian Kelly's been scuffling a little bit. Like I can't put Brian Kelly at number two. Yeah, the Heisman Trophy winner last year, by the way, and you were you lost what he three or four games? Feels like a phony car salesman three. to me. I'm not buying Brian Kelly. Is he top ten? Absolutely. Probably maybe even top five. Number two, again, doing less with more. Nah, man, doing less with more. Okay, that that, that is a, that is a red flag to me. Kalen DeBoer doing more with less. Okay. If you look at his resume, it's unbelievable that he won in the places he won as consistently as he did. And he took a Washington program that was going the complete opposite direction two years ago and got him a national championship game in two years. All right, look at this, though. So Kyle Whittingham is sandwiched on this list between number seven, Mike Norvell. Kyle Whittingham's eight. Number nine is Lincoln Riley okay. at USC. Okay. okay, okay. Okay. Now, the reason that he's at number nine, are you ready for it? You might think. Okay, Give, what, you might think why, to yourself, what's the reasoning here? Uh, man, just a, he's an offensive genius. He's got all these things going on. You know, instead they put, well, last season was a disaster. USC stumbled to an eight and five uh, record despite bringing back the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. USC's continued defensive failings finally forced Riley to make some staff changes in the offseason. Uh, they basically made the argument for why he should never be on a list like this. Because what if they would have gone. 10 and 2. What if they would have gone 11 and 1 and went to the Pac 12 championship game? Lincoln Riley would be number two or three on this freaking list because they're in love with anything USC or Lincoln Riley based. The guy, what year was this for him at, at USC, by the way? Is year this two? two? Year two at USC. The first one, he goes out there, doesn't even win the Pac 12 championship. The second year, he goes out there, doesn't even get near the Pac-12 championship game. With a generational quarterback, a head coach who's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer and quarterback guru. All right. But he's one spot behind Kyle Whittingham. <laughs> okay. Okay. That okay. guy shouldn't be on the list at all. I've just Throw convinced out myself. Throw number 10, and then I'm, then I'm going to go all in. But We don't have a lot of time here. i got to go all in on my guy that's missing off this okay. list. That it makes me mad. Lane Kiffin is 10, and I don't disagree with that necessarily because he's doing, he's doing some pretty uh, – he's a weird dude. But you can't argue with the fact that he's winning at a program that has not win, won this much uh, ever in their history. Ole, Ole Miss had never had an 11-win season. Ever. In the, they're an SEC team. They're like, everybody knows what Ole Miss is. Okay. Kick Lincoln Riley off the list. Put Dabo a little bit higher. Put Kyle a little bit higher. Uh, put number two on the list, Brian Kelly, all the way down into maybe the 9 or 10 spot. 
Okay, so who is the person you get left off? Dan Lanning has to be one of those guys, right? Dan Lanning, I think, should be ahead of Ryan Day. I, th- I would have Dan Lanning. I would consider him at number three or four. Did you, oh, is that the guy you wanted to give all the love to? Dan Lanning it should be in the top five on this list. You could make an argument top three. He was the first choice of Alabama that nobody, everyone wants to pretend otherwise. Come on. Okay, they wanted Dan Lanning, but he wasn't going anywhere, and he had a $20 million buyout. Well, he's watching the Bourne movie. He couldn't pick up his phone. Right. There's a couple of other Big 12 coaches who actually should be on this list. Again, doing more with less. Who? Both coaches at Kansas and Kansas State. Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman are doing more with less. Kansas. Like, Lance Leipold's had Kansas in the top 25. Kansas. Historically, one of the worst power football. I mean, they're... It's Kansas and Vanderbilt. When you think of the worst Power 5 programs over the last 25 years, I, I know that Kansas has had like one year every once in a while, but he took over a Kansas program as a joke. He's really good. Yeah, but they were 6-7 and seven last year. What were they, 8-4 and four this year? Fine, they improved. It's Kansas. Yeah. It's I'm, Kansas. I, I'm going to go have to – yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you there. But I would have Dan Lanning top 10, boot <laughs> Lincoln Riley out. Lincoln Riley's got to Lincoln Riley more. has no business to be on there. Absolutely not. Gosh darn it. And Coach Kyle Whittingham, got to put him up higher. I'm okay with Sorry, the BYU top fans, 10 in, in a different order with the exception of Dan Lanning has got to be in there, and it's got to be top five. I'm sorry. Okay. If they, is, especially going off of the way they put this list together. Right. All right. Let's take the break. We will come back, and we've got more to discuss here. Uh, the top ten quarter, the top ten coaches. Dan Lanning's not on the list. He's not on the list at all. Wow, that's was he bold. even? Did he get? Did he? Was he uh, receiving votes? <laughs> he was among others oh, receiving he was? votes. <laughs> Heupel from Tennessee was receiving votes. Uh hey, they this, are winning. I, right. I mean, he was a disaster at Utah State as an offense coordinator, but he's winning at Tennessee. I don't apologize, to everybody out there. And as we've seen, it's that was a really you can stupid lose list. Tennessee. That was a really garbage list by these guys. So I apologize that we rolled it out for Do you. Do better. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I've got a couple things going on here. Some uh, preseason love for a Big 12 team uh, given out. We've got some audio here for you. Did we take all the cusses out or he didn't cuss as much? We have a couple videos where we had to take a bunch of swears out today. Our editors were busy today. That's the British guy later. RIP Jeremy's uh, editing, all right? We're all going to cross our fingers when we let this thing fly. Hey, will you let me listen to those in the break? Just make sure, you know. As the bosses Let's put four years on it. Two. Yeah, come on. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Stay right here, 975 the KSL Sports Zone.